This is a place for storytellers, a place where thoughts, dreams, and ideas come to life. Join me on my journey to unearth the real stories behind real people. No labels, they're just humans. Hey everyone, welcome back to They're Just Humans. So I am so excited about this episode. I am interviewing for the first time ever someone that I have never met and I don't know personally. And this person, I feel like I kind of know because I see her on a screen all the time. Last July, I rediscovered my love for Lego. I had no idea that there was an adult Lego community out there. And there is. And they're awesome. So Emily is a Lego YouTuber. Her channel is called Emmasaurus, and she has over 30,000 subscribers. She does all the things Lego. She does reviews. She does live streams. She does builds. She does vlogs. She just does all the Lego stuff. And she's awesome. And she's brought joy to my life. I was really excited when she agreed to chat with me because I just wanted to know more about Emily, the face behind Emmasaurus. So we're going to meet her today. And this is not all about Lego. This is about the fact that you would think that her whole life would be about Lego, but she's a human and there's a lot more to her than just Lego. So let's meet Emily from Emmasaurus. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm really excited. I'm really excited too. It's so weird. Like I'm used to just watching you and you not responding to me in person. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's why I like the live streams more because at least like, I don't know, videos, I just like, I'm literally just talking at you and you just kind of like watch. But then live streams, it's like a little bit more interactive, but I really like actually meeting these people, you know, because it's like they're you know you're always there in streams it's like I know you have like a life you're not just Liz in chat you know you're like an actual person so it's just it's always really nice meeting these people so thank you so much for having me on I'm really excited to chat yeah thanks for agreeing to do this because I know it's a little bit out of um well maybe it's not out of your wheelhouse but what you do normally it is (laughs) yeah definitely so um, I like that like I don't know I like mixing it up a little bit and I like I saw somebody who was it um recently like hey you know I'm willing to do podcasts like a different creator another lego youtuber and I was like huh you know I really like that too because then you can just like talk to people and get to know these different communities and so yeah Yeah. I don't know I like that 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 it's kind of different so I'm just gonna give a quick backstory on how I discovered you and your channel Emmasaurus this past summer I went to Disney and I, one day we were at the Magic Kingdom and I met up with some of my friends who live in Florida and um, we were talking, we were actually talking about Christmas and one of my friends was like, yeah, I'm always mad when I don't get socks or Lego. And I was like, ah, that's great. Like, I feel like every guy like wants socks, but um, the Lego, like talk to me about it because he's, he's older than I am and I, I, I did not know there was this whole adult Lego 
thing. Community, sets, nothing. And this was just back in July. So we're talking about Christmas sets. And he said, yeah, even my wife, who's one of my really good friends, um, she found this company where you can light up the sets. And my mind was blown. I was like, what? So as soon as I got home from Disney, I Googled it and I, here I am. I went down the rabbit hole and you were like my first stop. And oh I, man. <laughs> Cause I was like wow. Lego, adult Lego <clears throat> modulars, lighting up Lego. And it just like, I saw all these beautiful sets and I was like, how did I not know this world existed? Like I love toys and Lego and I love video games and I felt like I was in the know, but I wasn't, but, but now I am. And it's, <laughs> it's changed my life in a nice way. Like it's brought me a lot of joy. So, yeah. so thanks for being here. Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. Yeah. Lego is definitely its own world. So it's, it's always fun kind of seeing who's part of it and how many new people there are. And like, just kind of hearing the stories of you know, how people found Lego, especially when it's more recent too, because that's very similar to me. Like I've only been in it for a few years, really. So it's always kind of cool, like finding other new fans. (laughs) Yeah. Hearing your story and just how you got into it. And here you are. I mean, it's, um, it's amazing. So we're going to hear about your story, but I just want to like give a little, um, I'm going to let you give your own little intro, but, um, just from my perspective of who I'm speaking to, um, I really know nothing about your life. I don't know anything about your life. I know that you're married to Ross. I know that your dog's name is Ladybird. Bird. Yep. <laughs> Lady Lady Bird, Bird yeah. is the name of your Lego city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Man. So Emily, go ahead and yeah. just give your own intro, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm Emily. I, um, I live in Austin, Texas with my husband, Ross and our dog, Ladybird. Um, you know, I, I'm very much a new Lego fan. I only found Lego a few years back and it was really just through my husband. And I'm really grateful to have a hobby we can share together. Um, you know, I know a lot of other people that, you know, their spouses are just cool with it, but you know, we're both kind of Lego geeks (laughs) to the max. Um, you know, I, I studied like the earth sciences and data science. Um, I graduated with my master's and then COVID hit and it was like, well, I don't know what else to do now. You know, like the job market was just terrible. And, um, my husband had an old Lego channel from 2008 that he hadn't uploaded on in 10 years or so. Um, so that's kind of kept me busy (laughs) since then, just like a total shift, but yeah, I mean, I would just say like, I'm a really bubbly kind of outgoing person. Like I'm always, I'm always pretty happy. You know, I'm either just kind of like neutral or just, I'm, I'm usually in a pretty good mood. <laughs> um, all right. So because time seems to fly whenever I do this, um, we should just, we should just get into the questions. So, right. um, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so labels, um, kind of a, I don't know, weird question, but when you think about yourself or sometimes when, sometimes people allow other people to influence the labels that they give themselves. So there's that side of it. So give me some labels that you have been given or given yourself in life. 
Yeah, I guess, I don't know, with labels, it was, it was tricky because it's like, well, how do I self-identify versus like, what have I heard other people call me or like, you know, my parents, you know, they'll, parents always are like, oh yeah, this is her. Like, she's so smart and musical and stuff like that. But I'm just like over here, I'm like, I'm just kind of shy. Like, and so I don't know for, for me, like labels that I would say that I am like, or that I fall under, I've always been pretty shy. Like I, I really don't enjoy talking to people more than like five or six people at a time. And so you'll notice like, you know, I don't really frequent these like group streams too often. And it's just cause I'm like, well, I don't really want to add to the conversation. Like it's good. Like I like to listen, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like in the back. Um, I can be kind of awkward <laughs> sometimes. Um, I don't know. I just, sometimes it's like, well, I just don't know really what to say or like how to add to this. So I'll just kind of like stand in the corner, like social cues. I'm like, do I, do I go talk to these people? Like networking feels so weird to me. Um, but there's that. Um, I've always been tall. So that's like something there, like in middle school, I'm, I'm five foot 10. So I've always been like a tall girl, but I think in middle school, even I was like five, seven, five, eight. And so I was like the tallest person at my middle school. You know, everyone's very short in middle school. Um, so I've always been just giant. Um, I don't know, like smart, I guess, but. You're definitely smart. <laughs> you didn't, you like, didn't tell people that you have a, you have a bachelor's in earth science and a master's in. What? Data science. Data science. Thank you. I was like, here, look, look at me. Nope, here, not look at me. Um, yeah. yeah, you're very smart. You're very intelligent. So, like, of course, that's a label. <laughs> I've always been very, I guess, driven. Driven would probably be like the best label because no matter what it is, like, I'll figure out how to do it. Like, for example, I don't know, I guess YouTube is like a pretty decent example. Just like, okay, how do I do this? Like, I'm very analytical. So it's like, okay, that video didn't do well. Why not? Like, was it the title? Was it the thumbnail? Like, was it the actual video? Because that was definitely the case for the first few months, just like video quality. So just always trying to, I guess, just, you know, set a goal and get there no matter what it takes or how long and like, you know, trying to make that happen. Yeah. Are there any other labels? I can't think of any. Those are probably the main ones that I can think of. The I know only I sent one you wrote well. that you didn't say, which goes along kind of with the others, is quiet. Yeah, quiet, shy. Yeah. Yeah, like going back to, I guess, like middle school, early high school, maybe. I was just that quiet girl. Like I, I played trumpet. I was in band and stuff, but like if I said more than a few words, people were like, wow, she's talking. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> but I don't know. I've just always kind of been like in the back, you know, just like observing, I guess. Mm -hmm. So yeah. just kind of kind of a quiet personality, but mm -hmm. like I'm friendly. I just I don't know. I'm not very extroverted, I guess. Do you feel like you don't because I feel very much the same. Um <clears throat> Do you find that most of the people that you're around that you are quiet or shy around, it's like you feel like they're not going to be interested in what you have to talk about um, or like what, like, what is it? Like, why is it that you have kept quiet? Yeah, I guess that's a good question. I guess it's like, well, what would I add to this? You know, if people are having a conversation or like, I don't know, I guess it's just like a learned behavior too. like. 
I don't know, I was never like the popular girl, you know, like those, those popular girl circles where I'd try to go join and like, you know, it it was just kind of like talked over. So it's like, okay, I'll just, I'll just hang here. You know, I'm not going to say anything because they're, they're not really listening anyways. So I, I feel like it was definitely kind of like a learned thing through time, but I'm also like, I'm content with it too. You know, it's just like, I'm good just listening in, I guess. Interesting. Interesting to see that, hear that perspective of that's, you know, how you felt like from a younger age too. Um, yeah. Not really seen or heard, but being okay. Kind of there. Maybe that's your happy, like when you're like, oh, I'm just kind of happy and bubbly. Like you were okay with that, but were you really okay with that? Did you have anything right. that you wanted to say at times that maybe you're just like, hmm, I wish I could have said that, but I just didn't. Yeah. I mean, even, even still, like, depending on what group I'm in, it's like, you know, I'll just, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of quiet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't see it as a flaw. I mean, maybe it is, I don't know, but yeah, I've always just been, I've just been kind of quiet. Like I'll just kind of hang, I'll be in the circle. Like I'm there and I feel like I'm participating, but my participation is really just kind of existing there it's like okay like I'm part of it but I'm just gonna watch you know yeah yeah I'm very much so the same so I get it oh yeah I'm just curious (laughs) where you know I ask these questions I'm just curious where it comes from you know so you said you played trumpet um but you also you also play accordion yeah do you play any other instruments that I need to know about I took I think 10 years of piano wow (laughs) but like I never I wasn't great, you know, like there, there, I was never really pushed with it. I don't think like I was, I was very driven. Like I worked hard on it, but I, I don't think my piano teacher really like pushed me. It was just kind of following through the, the basic books that you go through. And it's, I don't know. I, I wish that I had learned more in those 10 years. Cause after 10 years, I was just finally starting to like learn actual, I don't know, challenging pieces and I mean, it was kind of fun because it was easy, I guess, but I switched piano teachers, like I think sometime in high school. And I was like, wow, your kids who have been doing this for 10 years are at that level. I'm nowhere near that. So I don't know. I mean, it was also something like I couldn't really take it to college with me. Like I could bring my trumpet, you know, you can't really bring a piano. Hmm. Um, but I feel like, I don't know, I kind of want to get a piano. My parents have one, but I don't know where we would put it. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I do miss playing a little bit, but I also don't really make time for trumpet or accordion. So I don't know how often that would happen anyways. That's impressive that you can play just let alone I, just one, I, but three, <laughs> like, wow. In the yeah, it was, it like consumed my life. Even like I started college as a music major. I did like two years of trumpet performance. And then I was like, I actually hate practicing and it's really hard to get a job. So I stopped and that was probably a good idea because I mean, what what am I going to do with a trumpet degree? I know a lot of people are successful, but I didn't like practicing. I was like, I don't know, maybe it, it sounds braggy, but I was very naturally gifted at trumpet very naturally gifted and so I wasn't used to practicing but then you kind of plateau out and you're like okay I'm not going to get better unless if I practice a lot I don't really like practicing now what (laughs) so that's kind of when I just reevaluated it um took some electives in college and I was like that sounds cooler so that's kind of when I switched over yeah um what would you have done 
if you didn't have to practice as much and <laughs> you took it to like, this is my job, like what would you have done with trumpet? Yeah. So my trumpet teacher in Florida, he had a student that went on to play with, I don't know who it was exactly, but it was, he played like at the Grammys every year. Like he was like an LA performer. And I have another friend who like play, like I'll be watching TV during like New Year's Eve or something when you see bands playing with different artists, um, he'll play with them. And so I'm like, oh, I wonder if like this guy's playing tonight. So it's really cool. Like kind of still knowing of these people, like we're not close, but like I sat next to him in band and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like that's kind of what I wanted to do was like studio performance. So like for TV shows, that would have been really cool. But I don't know. Also like military band would have been kind of nice. And it's cool. Like one of my best friends from high school actually plays in DC now in one of the top bands. So it's kind of cool living a little bit vicariously through them, just kind of seeing what they're up to. Yeah. You should bust it out sometime. I want to. <laughs> you make a <laughs> song to do that. with all the, with three different instruments that you know, and then. Make a trio. I've seen <laughs> people do that. You know, they'll like have like the four yeah. boxes of them playing. Yeah. Isn't that it's what Ed cool. Sheeran does? I think he plays everything himself, right? I think so. Does yeah. he? I think so. He's really talented. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. Crazy. Um, okay. So, but where, okay. Where did the music start? Is your family musical or did you just pick it up? No, no, they're not at all. Um, I don't know. I guess my, my parents were always like, okay, you have to do something like sports or piano. Like they wanted me to be in clubs and all that. And so it started with piano. And it was kind of nice, like at my elementary school, a piano teacher would come and they would take kids out of school to take lessons. So it was really convenient. They didn't have to like drive me anywhere. Um, and then I left elementary school, so I had to actually go to their house, but um, it just made it very easy to get into it. And then that same teacher also played accordion and like cello and violin, like so many different instruments. So that was kind of nice. Um, just kind of being exposed to all these different things that you know most elementary school kids, I would say, aren't really around violins as much, maybe. Right. I don't know. We had band, so orchestra wasn't really a thing. And then, um, yeah, that's that's kind of how it started. And I really liked it. It was something, it was just kind of a routine, I guess. Like with piano, it was more of like just a routine for 10 years. Like every Tuesday, go to piano lessons. But then I got into band and it was just, it was so much fun. Like I loved playing trumpet. I was always like, you know, trumpet section leader and stuff like that in marching band. Um, really good, like, relationship with the band director in high school. Um, lots of, like, volunteer stuff. Like, I would play taps for, I don't know, the city Veterans Day and, you know, stuff like that. Um, I did, like, honor band. You know, so I, I was really good at it, and I like things that I'm good at, I guess. Like, I want to work hard towards things, but I also kind of want to be already kind of good at it, and then I'll like it more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I tried like different instruments as well. I tried like I took violin and cello for a year each and I was terrible and I feel so bad for my parents because I'd be practicing and it just sounded bad and I like didn't know because I was young. I was like, yeah, I'm like, you know, playing it, you know, there's there's sounds. So I guess it's it's good. It was terrible. So sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well it's good that you tried a lot of different things you know I yeah. think that's important yeah definitely mm -hmm. I 
I don't know. I, I played like soccer. I, I could never do basketball. And like, I will, I've always been tall. And I remember like the first day of high school, the basketball coach saw me cause I was, you know, tall. And like, he was like a big guy too. And he was like, you playing basketball. And I was so scared. I was just like a freshman, like doing my best to just find my classes. But yeah, I've never been good at basketball. I always like when I dribble the ball, it like hits my feet. So that was never a good option. Yeah, that doesn't work out very well. was good. No, that wasn't good. <laughs> Did you play any other sports ever? I was really into soccer, but that was that was pretty much it. I was goalie, so I took like private goalie lessons and stuff like that too. Um, but that was really it. Yeah, I'm sure that there are a lot of coaches in sports that I do for your height. Yeah, and like volleyball. Mm. But that one hurt too. Like I, I always, whenever I hit the ball, <laughs> I get like a lot of red like marks. I was like, this hurts. Why are they doing this? Yeah. Like, are aren't, aren't there pads? Yeah. Why, why are they doing this? I hated body? it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not fun. I did swim for a year. Um, but it was, it was kind of nice. Like our elementary school, because it's Florida, I mm. feel like it's like a Florida thing. Maybe it was on a lake. So we got to go canoeing. So like, that what? was like PE sometimes. Wait, yeah, oh, we had canoeing, oh, but oh, then wait, the wild oh, part. <laughs> aren't there like alligators? <laughs> That's the crazy part. So we had to learn how to we had to get into the water and there's like totally gators in there like I've seen them yeah and you had to like flip the canoe over and learn how to get in on your own and everyone's like ah gators but it was kind of like a joke like but at the same time there's actually gators so you're like wait should we be scared I don't know they do not but we also lived on a lake too and there's gators in the lake what was that they don't do this anymore do they (laughs) probably (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> and it's it's like a Florida thing. Like we, our house in Florida. The, um, the gators I'm, don't know that you're from Florida. <laughs> Fair. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It was it was just always kind of like a non-issue. Like one time, I was like jet skiing on a lake. Um, my godfather had jet skis, so we'd go over there, and that was a good time. But like, it got caught in the weeds, like a seaweed area in a lake I don't know whatever it's called mm-hmm. but I was actually terrified because I was like I know for a fact this is where they would live and I was like ah! like trying to crawl like claw my my way up onto the onto the jet ski again no but, thank you oh it's just like normal things for Florida and then you leave and you're like why did I do that, that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no way oh my goodness okay yeah so Please don't do that yeah. anymore. When you go home to Florida, no. not home, but when you go over to Florida, it's your parents. Please yeah. don't. So yeah, I'm not going to do that. Can you imagine? My gosh, yes, like losing an arm or something. Ugh. Okay, well, that is a wonderful segue into Brave. <laughs> That's a brave thing you did as a kid. You just didn't know it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, I feel like there's so many things you do that are brave. And you look back and you're like, oh. that was just kind of dumb. Yes. <laughs> Night- yes. Like, try not to think about it because I'm like, oh, okay. Um, okay. But no, for real. Um, so I love your brave answer. Um, because you wrote life script. Okay. Yeah. So I love that you use that, that term, um, 
because you're talking about how your life changed because of COVID and how you lost your job and got laid off. Um, and that whole life script of what you should do or what society kind of molds you into just as life goes, that broke and you made your own script and it's, it's a really awesome story about like the bravery that you had to do what you're doing today. So talk to me about brave. Yeah. So I guess the one thing I could think of when you asked me about what's something brave you've done was just like the the past two years, really. Like that's kind of the moment was just recent in my life because, you know, in 2020, I graduated in, I think, December of 2019. And then I started my full-time job in 2020 in January. And um, yeah, then COVID happened. And I think I worked there for, I think it was like six weeks, you know? So I had like, it was like the dream job. I was programming in an industry that I was like, yes, this is where I want to be. It was in Austin. We were actually like looking at houses kind of in that neighborhood too. And I'm really glad we actually like put in offers and I'm so glad that we were able to pull out because we, you know, things, things change. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I was there for six weeks or so and they laid me off and I was like, you know, that's kind of fair. Like there's really no work right now. Like the industry was just so down at that point. So then I found a different job. And, you know, just trying to navigate, like, I was like, I was laid off, like, do I need to apply for unemployment? Like, how does this work? Um, That never actually ended up happening. But I started at a different job in a totally different industry. And I mean, everything about it was great on paper. And then I show up and they just, I don't know, it was was terrible. (laughs) Like, it was just so bad. I took notes Um, about this, by the way. I wanted to ask you about it. And I wrote toxic job environment. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about um, it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm like a very, I don't know, like, you know, there, when, I, when I make videos, it's like an exaggerated form of myself, you know? So I wouldn't say that that's me. It's edited and like a little bit in, enhanced, you know, to add that like entertainment value, I guess. Sure. But you know, I'm, I'm like a very bubbly kind of happy person. Like I'm, I'm willing to learn. I'm, I'm excited about new, new opportunities, but man, I was there. I, I was there for three weeks in total at this new job and there was no training. They were just like, Hey, learn about this industry. And then on that first Friday I was there, management was just like, Hey, you're going really slow, but he, he always like cornered me. It was like before anyone else showed up. Cause I was always early. Or like we went for a drive in his car, which like looking back, I'm like, the office was small. Like it was three or four people there total. But I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like just in your truck, you know, you just kind of feel like lesser than like you're, you're in a space that it's, it's their space, you know? How did you and end then, up in his you know, truck? He was just like, Hey, do you want to go for a drive and chat? Like it was, it wasn't crazy. It was mm-hmm. just like, it was a small office. So to talk privately, you either have to be there early, late, or I guess in their truck. Yeah. Well, um, which in hindsight, you're yeah, probably was, like, nah, probably not the best idea. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, that was, that was weird. I think it was like a power move kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like they didn't 
want to pay me for learning when, you know, at first it was very clear, like, Hey, you know, I just graduated. I don't have the full skills to be here. Like this is a new industry, but like, I'm willing to learn. I learn quickly. I can program. And they, they wanted someone with like 20 years of experience and they were upset that I wasn't that, I don't know. It was, it was just a lot of really like toxic kind of getting me alone and like not berating me, but kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. conversations like that. Or like, why aren't you going faster? I'm like, I've been here a week, like four days, you know? Right. Um, um, it was just, not good. everything about it was really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad um, you got out of there. Yeah. Um, after three weeks, I don't know. Honestly, after the first week, I was telling Ross, like, I don't know if this is a good fit. Like, it feels weird. They also, like, I don't know. They, they were very much, like, anti-vax. Like, and I know everyone has their own opinions on it. We are currently vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But um, we are without, you know, yeah, just yeah. making sure. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are vaccinated. Yeah. Um, but you know, they were just, I don't know. They, they were just kind of people I didn't want to be around. I didn't trust them. Like it was back when we knew nothing about COVID and they were just like eating out for lunch every day, going downtown. And I'm like, right. I don't want to bring back COVID. You know, it's, it's still scary. It's currently scary, but mm-hmm. back then there was just like nothing known about it. Um, but yeah, so that, that all just kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was there for three weeks and I quit and it felt really good. I was so scared, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to quit. And he was just like, okay. I was like, okay, bye. Like it was, it felt like a really big moment, but to him, him, he was probably just like, good. She's gone. Like she didn't know what she was doing or whatever. But I'm like, there was no training. Like I just showed up on my first day and they were just like, so we're not going to pay you to learn. Also learn this really quickly and also get a lot of stuff done. But like, I didn't know where files, you know, it was just kind of like, here you go, mm-hmm. work. It's like, what am I doing? Right. It, it felt weird. It was, it was bad. Sounds, yeah. sounds pretty weird too. So it was pretty weird. Glad, glad you got it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that felt good. After that, I, I applied to probably like 40 plus places, you know, like on LinkedIn, I emailed places. I saw like friends were like, Hey, our company's hiring. Like, I would email them and like nothing came of it. So I was like, man, you know, I have like this degree in data science, like it's a hot field. What do I do? Mm. So I was just baking a lot. So that was kind of nice. I don't know. I I never really baked that much and I never had time to, you know, kind of do nothing all day. Um, So that was a few months of time. And then I found another job and this was a good job. They weren't, they weren't mean to me there. (laughs) Um, it was like modeling COVID. So it was total like 180 from my previous place where they were like, COVID's not real, blah, 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 like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was modeling it. I was like, this is cool. Like, I feel important. This is good. There was, it was like part-time so that, you know, I could kind of do the channel also like work from home and just balance everything. Cause it was still just really weird. Like working from home, both of us was, it was a pain. And um, that job was really cool, but I didn't, I I really loved what I did there, but it was just, I don't know, just modeling how many people are going to die, you know, in the next few days or, you know, some sort of timeline. You're like, that's kind of a bummer. And like, I had some family pass away the past year. So it was like, it's kind of morbid, you know, like you're literally like, okay, in this zip code, how many people are going to die? It's like, 
eek, you know? Yeah. So I got out of there. Um, and it it was really just because it was like, you know, this isn't really working. YouTube's starting to get to a point where I, I can quit. Um, and so between that and like Ross's job, um, now I'm on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That, that, that was able to happen. But yeah, super weird kind of chain of events. And I feel like that's a case for a lot of people, you know, the past few years has just been really weird. So yeah, everyone kind of figured it out in their own way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was super brave for you to just be able to put your entire, like your heart and soul, you're willing to learn and everything on the line um, for creating content for your Lego channel. Like that's yeah. a really brave thing. And like, because you, uh, your list of what ifs must have been pretty long, like in your brain of like, yeah. I mean, even just starting out, you know, like, I mean, you put yourself in such a vulnerable position where I didn't tell any of my friends, like I told, I told maybe my best friend, I was like, Hey, can you just please hit subscribe? Like, I just want one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but really you don't know what people will think. Like, I know some people like they'll start being an influencer, but use their personal Instagram account. Like I started one completely new. Cause I was like, I don't want anyone to know I'm doing this. Like, mm-hmm. what if I fail? They're going to be like, Oh, that's weird. She tried that and it didn't work out. So I just kept it very kind of secret and around 10 K I started to become more open about it, but even still, like sometimes it is kind of hard describing what I do. Cause you know, if someone's over like 35 I'll think okay data scientist that's that's usually just easier because people might not understand it as much like I'm not going to tell you know someone's like Ross's grandma it's like how do I explain that to them you know but you know younger people tend to understand what I do which is easier because it is weird it's like I'm a youtuber they're like okay like that sounds weird you know but younger people tend to understand it. Yeah. Are you, are you still like careful about who you talk to about this or has that like, I'll just say a little bit of shame. Has that gone away? I'm careful. I'm not too shameful. Like I will share things like links to videos sometimes onto like different social media. But I mean, for the most part, I'm like, you know, I don't want anyone there that doesn't really care about Lego because then it's just like a ghost subscriber is kind of what I think of. It's just someone there, but they don't really care. Like they're not going to watch. So then your engagement rate's lower. So I don't know, having like 100K like overnight would be so cool. And I don't know 100,000 people. <laughs> so like that wouldn't happen. But, you know, just having a number would look really cool and pretty. But I like... I don't know. I, I want everyone who subscribes to like actually really want to be here, want to watch. I don't want a hundred thousand people and maybe 5% care, you know? Yeah. You but, want the engagement with the community. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, most of my friends now know um, I'm, I've been like a little iffy because some of my friends, like they're not judgy, but they just wouldn't get it. You know, they would just be like, Oh, that's kind of weird. Like you talk about Lego, really Lego. 
but they've come around to it. Like they, they at least pretend to be cool with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, they're not like openly like that's weird or what's she doing, but yeah, for the most part, people are really like, um, encouraging. Good. About Those it. are the people that you need. You need people to, yeah. <laughs> you know, say, um, to encourage you to do whatever you want to do in life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm glad that you did it because you've helped me in a lot of ways. Um, so talk to me about life script. (laughs) Um, what would have been your, what would have been your life script if like COVID didn't happen? Like what was the vision of your life? How would have, have played out? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's very similar, except like my career. Like, I don't know. I was always raised, you do well in, in high school, you take AP classes or honors, you do sports, music, whatever. Um, you get into a good college, you graduate, you know, you have a degree in something. Hopefully you can make money in, you have, you know, healthcare, all that. You go maybe to grad school if you need it, maybe not. Like my mom has a master's, so that was like something that I always looked at, like my mom was the breadwinner. Like she was an engineer, she's retired now, but um, I guess it only started to hit me in college that there is like a gender difference. Like there's not that many women who do engineering or like the sciences, but that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I I was always kind of like raised like that. Like, oh yeah, women can be whatever, like that's cool. But yeah, like graduate, get a job, work there for 30 years, 40 years, whatever, retire, um, you know, in something normal where you have a paycheck every two weeks. Um, and I was always like interested in kind of doing my own thing, but I just never really knew how. And I've like played around with like, even I guess like during that time I was cooking and baking a lot after the second job, I, I was looking into starting my own company and doing data science and like being a private consultant essentially. Um, but then, you know, I couldn't find a job as a normal data scientist, let alone like people didn't want to hire me. So then it kind of went to YouTube and other stuff, but I've always been like really interested in kind of working for myself. Um, and so it's been kind of cool finding that through YouTube. It's weird because it's not reliable, you know, like normally your paycheck is the same every two weeks. Like, you know what you're going to make with YouTube. You, you don't, you have no idea. And you, if you don't make a video, you don't get paid. Um, so it's, it's a lot of, I feel like it's like kind of a continual pressure just, you know, you, you need to, if you're not making a video, then nothing's getting done. You know, it's, it's all on you versus, you know, you can take a week off and go to Disney or, you know, you can take vacation at a normal job and you still get paid. Mm -hmm. So that's like something a little bit different that I've been like kind of experiencing more, especially around the holidays where it's like, I don't want to make a video. Like I want to go down and bake cookies, but you know, something needs to get done. Yeah. So there's, there's like some pressure with that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, with the life script, I don't know. I, I never thought I would be doing this and especially such a new field, you know, like influencers and content creators is such a new thing where, you know, I, I tried explaining it to my parents when I first started on YouTube and it was before I was even monetized. <laughs> so like, it was hard explaining like, no, I have to go do this video that I'm not going to get any money for, but I'll be back in three hours. You know, it's like, 
you know, they're visiting and, you know, I'm like wasting time up here making a video. So it's, it's hard at first kind of explaining it, but now they get it. Like they've looked into it. They're like, okay. Cause they never really watched YouTube, but explaining it to people who do watch YouTube, like Ross's parents were much more familiar. They watch a lot of YouTube. So they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, we get it. Mm-hmm. Neat. Sure. So that was kind of weird. Just, I don't know, trying to help them understand that this is actually a career, even though it's, you know, weird and different and very new. It's still something that a lot of people are very successful in. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) So I had a photography business for 12 years in Maine. And when I first went to photography school, um, my grandmother, she was still alive. And she was just like, that's great, honey. But what are you going to do for a real job? And I was like, no, this is going to be my real job. Um, So, yeah, I... It kind of <laughs> goes along the same lines of like, you know, there's certain people that don't understand a constant paycheck every week. Um, and, you know, that's what you do as your own boss and you, you yeah. know, you have to work for it. Um, so um, you do have a real job. And Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird when your job is also your hobby because mm-hmm. um, then it's like, you know, you don't want to get burnt out with it. And that did kind of happen a bit in December, but I don't know. We can talk about like that kind of stuff later, or we can dive in now, but just kind of changing my mindset with it so that I still do really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely weird explaining it to some people, but for the most part, you know, if, if they get it, they get it. If not, that's okay. Like, right. They don't need to understand it. Absolutely. So. <laughs> not everyone needs <laughs> like, to understand. Um, and it's something that makes you happy and it's a lot of other people happy and, and that's it. Like that's the plain and short of it. It's just a lot of good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it worth it too. Like, I mean, I made that video recently, like being a fake fan and kind of gatekeeping. Um, and you know, it's, it's hard cause you know, one comment, you'll get one comment and it's like, your video sucks. That, That review was terrible. And that sticks with you so much more than the 10 plus, you know, 100 plus people that were like, thank you so much. So informative. I love this set. You know, just, I don't know, just negative things kind of stick with you more. But like, it definitely makes it worth it seeing people like, wow, it's so cool. Like I watch with my family. Like this is so much fun to see your journey with Lego. And I, yeah, that makes it so much worth it. Yeah. Ugh. It's hard to, I know, it's like the internet's such a scary place that to put yourself out there in any form and to get feedback from it in, in any, any sense, yeah. um, it is very, very hard. So you are, you are a light. You are just like what you said, you, you're happy, you're bubbly, like that's how you come across. I, I do believe that you seem like a very happy person um so I and I know that but I also know that you're sensitive like you are anxious like I you've talked about some of that in your videos like you are a real human so like even though you're this wonderful bubbly person on screen yeah there are people that say stuff behind their computer screens and don't understand 
the depth of hurt that they may be causing somebody. So I'm sure you deal with that with all the followers that you have. Um, um, But yeah, I just, I do want you to know how much of a light that you are for people and how happy you make people. And, and just like, um, this is what we need more of in life are these joys like Lego. And, and, you know, um, the people that have, it just comes back to the, if you have nothing nice to say, just don't say anything at all. You know, I just don't, yeah. I just don't get it because your videos don't suck. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, whenever I do get negative stuff, unless it was just like, you suck, then it's like, okay, cool. But you know, I, I do try if it's like, oh, this review is bad. You forgot this. I'm like, okay. Like I, I do try to step back and it's like, you know, this is text. A lot of people, it's, it's hard to understand tone through text, you know? And so it's like, okay, maybe they were trying to be, you know, constructive in some way, kind of a mean way, but I do try to get something out of it. Like whenever I get something mean, but with a reason, it's like, okay, like that's good to know, actually cool. Mm -hmm. But when it's just mean to be mean or like weird, I get a ton of weird messages on Instagram. Um, So those are kind of fun, but you know, I'll just, be like, Hey Ross, look at this. This is, this is weird. Look at, look at what this guy said. Mm. Um, and the really good ones I'll screenshot and send to my friend just cause it's like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is weird. So, I mean, it, it's good to just realize, you know, it's just someone on the internet. Like it doesn't really matter. They have nothing better to do. And also something, I don't know, just fun about negative comments in general is like the way YouTube works is engagement. So if you like a video or comment, even dislikes are engagement. Whenever I get negative comments, I'm like, you know, that kind of sucks, but they commented and they watched my ad. So they're kind of helping this video do better. Right. So. They are spending time on you in whatever yeah. capacity that is. So that's engagement. That even feels kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks. Even if they're total... <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so can we touch upon women in STEM, like yeah, the fields that surround that, um, basically the women in that field, they get to a certain point in it and then they kind of start to fall off and it becomes male dominated. So just wondering what your experiences are with that, if any. And um, yeah, like maybe where bravery comes in with that too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, both with programming and like earth science in general. And I was, I was really fortunate. My first job, it it was like a part-time thing during my undergrad. Um, You know, there there were a bunch of women. It was like 50, 50. So, you know, I, I really, I've always been very optimistic about like whatever career I do, it can be anything. Like I can be a doctor and like, I won't be discriminated against. Like I, you know, my mom was an engineer. So I was always like, yeah, you know, you hear about the, you know, gender differences and inequalities. And you're like, well, that's like old school. That's not still happening. Um, But yeah, I was really fortunate with my first job. I think I don't know. I, I think that that very toxic job I was in, there was a little bit of that because I mean, bubbly and happy can come off as unprofessional. 
which is really unfortunate because it just means I'm nice and excited to be there. But, you know, I, I feel like in professional settings, I often need to be like really boring and, you know, just plain face, just meh. Yeah. And that's not me. So it was always kind of difficult. But I mean, a lot of the maybe like sexism and like gender differences I've experienced through the sciences, there weren't many, if at all, that were like, I hate you because you're a woman. Like there was nothing like that, but it's very subtle where it's just kind of like, they don't, they don't think about it. Like a professor won't think, you know, I hate women, so I'm not going to take women on my team, but it'll, it'll be more like, well, you know, his, they they just kind of look at the guys more. So does that make sense? I don't know. It's not like a blatant hate. You're not, you don't carry as much weight somehow. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like a subconscious thing. I feel like, and I was very fortunate in my master's. I had a woman advisor and she was incredible. Um, she, it was after I graduated. So there was like none of the talk during, but like we, we talked about just, I guess her experience and like even her experience with people in the department and it was just kind of eye-opening because when you're there, I don't know, maybe it's just me being like optimistic, like, oh, there's nothing wrong. But you look back and you're like, okay, that, that shouldn't have happened. Why is she still associate professor and not full professor? Like, why isn't that professor tenured? That's strange. Or you'll see like certain PhD advisors there, their students, their female students won't graduate on time, but the men will just because, I don't know, they they hold the women back more or they maybe aren't available as much for their questions or for research help lab space. I don't know. There's probably a bunch of factors, but it's, I don't know. I, I feel like there's, it was very eye opening, probably like halfway through undergrad, just seeing like, okay, yeah, there's a bunch of, bunch of guys, not many girls. And especially with professors, there's like maybe two women professors versus a ton of men. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm kind of glad to be out of it, but also I, I feel like I handled it okay too. Like it wasn't, I don't think it held me back. Like it didn't discourage me. And like, even with playing trumpet, you know, in, in high school, I was always around guys. Like I had a bunch of guy friends. So it was kind of normal. Like it wasn't weird to be surrounded by guys, but then as you get more and more into it, you're like, okay, like those people won the scholarship, but that woman over there is probably more qualified. Why didn't she win the scholarship? It's a little suspicious. So just little things like that kind of pop up and you're like, okay, you kind of start to question things, but I don't know. With YouTube, it's mostly guys and Lego, you know? And I, I don't really get too many comments about being a girl doing it or actually I, I did once and it was kind of interesting it's like you're only big because you're a girl like there's you know not that many guys that do it and it was they're just trying to justify why I was growing I guess it was so so weird um but it was like actually it's the opposite like there's a bunch of guys that do this us women are like trying our best to like be noticed and even just like our opinions just have it be valid, you know? Right. We're all humans. And yeah. why does it matter? 
what gender exactly it doesn't we're all interested in something let's just all talk about it and yeah you know exactly yeah (laughs) Mm. (sighs) well yes I think just um women in general like um yeah there's a lot of minorities in the world but we're we're definitely one of them when it comes to things so yeah Okay, let's talk about freedom and what makes you feel free. So, yeah. go ahead. Um, let's see. This one, actually, I think this was probably the easiest to come up with an answer for. I have always been somebody, like, whether it be homework or even just, like, projects at work. If I don't like it, it's so hard for me to do it. It's just, like... I'd rather do anything else. I'll respond to emails. I'll like do anything if it's not that. And it's, it's really nice now, like, especially like with YouTube, just being able to, you know, if I don't want to make a video, I don't make it, you know, it's, it's that easy. Like I can really do whatever. Um, my schedule is whatever I want it to be. I sometimes sleep in. So sometimes I do wish that there was some sort of like schedule in my life. Cause I feel like I would get a lot more done, but I mean, it really feels free to wake up every day, you know, get my coffee, make breakfast, and then kind of think like, what do I want to do? Like, what video do I want to make? Do I want to go shopping? Um, Are there deals to go check out? Has it been a few days since Bricks and Minifigs? Like, should I go check out there? Um, And so just, you know, being able to do whatever I want and whatever that means, like, you know, with sit down videos, I don't make them as often because I don't feel as comfortable. Like some people are really good at just sitting in front of a camera and talking about their opinions and having it be very coherent. I usually have like a little script to the side of like just bullet points. It's not word for word, but just talk about these things in order. And even then it takes forever. So um, I don't know, just that kind of thing is more difficult. So I do like to go out and vlog. Like I actually really enjoy that, whether it be about Lego or just whatever it is. Usually there's Lego because it's a Lego channel. But I mean, you know, if, if you've seen our vlogs, it's 90% just nonsense, you know, and then 10% like, hey, so look good. at the Lego. <laughs> but it's really like, it's it's really like what our day is. You know, it's like, oh, let's go get lunch. Okay, let's go to the dog park. Let's go to the farmer's market. And so we always try to inco- incorporate like actual real things. Like, I guess with freedom, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it sounds weird, but like vlogging really makes me feel free because it's, I can have my day go however I want. I can literally go do whatever, film it, and then edit it in a way that's hopefully entertaining and, you know, keeps people's attention, makes them laugh maybe. Um, and like, you can really kind of shape how your day went and how your life goes however you want it to be just like through the edits or, you know, yeah, like it's, it's really cool. Like mundane things. I, I love incorporating just getting the mail into a vlog. Cause it's like, man, you just watched me get the mail. Like, was that entertaining? Maybe, but like I edited it and hopefully it was kind of neat. Maybe. It's funny what people find interesting. I mean, it's so weird, but yeah. it's also just, but it's also humanizing because it's like, she's just like me. She's going to get her mail. 
yeah. I don't know, but but that's also part of your channel because people send you stuff and then you show that stuff on your channel. So yeah, that that's sense. true. That is a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do have a little bit of envy with your freedom um, because whenever I have a day where I don't have to do anything, that's power in itself for me. Like I don't yeah. just knowing I could sleep in, even if I don't sleep in, is a powerful freedom. Like just so – so yeah, um, I appreciate your freedom, and that's um, a good one <laughs> for sure. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything uh, else that makes you feel free? Like if you didn't discover Lego, which I know Ross liked Lego beforehand, but what were some other hobbies besides music? <laughs> um, <laughs> anything else that you like to do? You like to video game, right? Not as much as Ross would like. <laughs> um, like, I think he's out there playing Halo right now, actually. Okay. Um, he's been, like, obsessed with Halo recently. But I don't, like, I, I enjoy games, but I, I've i always been, like, kind of a workaholic, no matter what it is. Like, usually, like, when I was in school, you know, I would just study nonstop, like, all the time. And, like, my friends would go out and be like, no, I need to study. And I don't even think I was being productive with it, but I just felt like, Maybe it goes in like today into the anxiety, but just like if I stop studying, I'm like falling behind. So I can't stop. Like I would just like wake up on Saturday and like do math problems all day and just like repeat them over and over. And like I kind of regret that I did that because I don't even think it helped. Like I'm sure there's more efficient ways to study. But you know, from that to like my master's. Man, I was working on my thesis. I finished my I, I finished my degree a semester early. Um, I didn't graduate officially till May 2020, but I didn't take any classes. Like I was I was working full time that semester, um, and my thesis was pretty much done. I just needed signatures, so I just I, I worked constantly on my thesis and writing, and I would print it out, edit it, rewrite it, and so I've just always always been working constantly. So I I never like had these crazy hobbies like I don't know like I'm like hiking it's something fun but I don't go do it often it's not like a hobby it's just something I do sometimes I mean it's it's weird because my hobby is also my job so I want to take a break from my job but then it's like well what do I do now you know yeah like what do I go do instead right and you don't even think about doing anything else like there's nothing that's the thing. Like, I, if there's nothing else you think of, like, there's nothing else. Yeah. Like, like, I'm totally open to <laughs> having a different hobby or, like, pastime. I don't know. Well, actually, I do kind of have another hobby now that I think about it. it's, But it also, it's, I started doing it because I felt like I needed something outside of YouTube, but a way to be creative. And that's kind of where Instagram came in. And I, I just really wanted you know I wanted to do something where it was still kind of beneficial to the channel but different and so I started posting reels and that's it's actually really fun like I can just be really weird and that's actually what does best is if you look really weird and dumb and just you know you're you're dancing awkward it's like oh that's that's cool you know people like that so it's like good man this is for me and I mean it's it's been kind of nice because it's grown its own kind of following but it's, it's also, 
I don't know. It, it feels like I'm still kind of working on the channel, but it's, it's different. You know, it's a totally different way of thinking. I'm not sitting down and like filming for 12 minutes or, you know, filming a 12 minute video. It's like, okay, this will be seven seconds long. Wow. And it feels so good when it's done. You're like, oh, wow, that was so easy. Cool. They're <laughs> so fun and funny. I love them every time. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're so fun. Yeah, so fun. Um, yeah. So with being, with being a workaholic, like I have theories about you workaholics. Um, yeah. Tell me. I don't know. Like some, I like wonder if it's like, you're fearful that if you stop like something along the lines of that, or like not being worthy to do something other than work. Um, like if you're doing something other than like something that's productive, like you'll be just sitting there thinking I need to be doing something productive. This is a waste of Literally, time. Literally. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's it's not really true. a theory. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah. But now yeah, I mean, you're like working and playing. So it's. Meh. Yeah. So it kind of works, you know, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's, you know, if you don't have a hobby that you're dying to leave work and go do and you're just going to sit there, it's like, well, might as well just keep working or but studying. But you have to or... like your work. Yeah. Because you, you do. said that you didn't like, if there was something that you didn't like doing, you wouldn't, like, it'd be really hard for you to do. Yeah. So if you're working a ton, it has to be something that you want to be doing too. You're not just doing it just to, to do yeah, like that's that's where my thesis came in. And like I loved working on it. I loved making my thesis. Like I loved writing it really well. I loved doing the analysis, like learning the coding I had to do to make it happen. Um and so I just like I loved it. It was it was fun. I also felt I was also like ahead of most people in it. I don't know. I came into my masters. I knew what my pro my my project would be. I knew how to do it. Um and that like I just took off with it. Whereas a lot of people were like I think I like energy, but I'm not sure. So it's like, okay, like we're on two different levels here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like if I like what I'm doing, I'll just do it all day and it's fine. Like I love editing. If it's a video that's boring to edit, then it's really hard to edit it. But I mean, for the most part, it's, it's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So next thing what do you know to be true oh man this was the hardest one when you when you sent me the list of questions I was sitting there and I was like should I go ask Ross like what he th thinks I'm like Ross, I don't know what do I know to be true <laughs> um oh gosh what did I write down it was like you do what me, makes you happy. Yeah. You want me to read it? Was that it? it? What was that? I said, do you want me to read it? Oh, yeah. Please read it back. Yeah. I, I don't remember. What you said, um, you should always do what makes you happy. And also that people aren't judging oh, you yeah. as much as you think they are, which I underlined like many of those words because yeah. um, I... I think with anything 
any new venture of any sort, I think that everyone is judging me. Um, I don't know if that's some type of like narcissism that I don't know about myself or something, but like no one really cares in the end. Um, no one cares. So you wrote that. So, so where does that come from? Does that come from just doing YouTube and just being like, wow, it really wasn't as bad as I thought. Or where? I think it's just from, from, I think YouTube, you know, just kind of being able to be myself. Like Ross, I don't know. I feel like he's more reflective and like self-aware of me more than I am sometimes. He'll be like, you know, YouTube and like videos and editing, like it's, it's kind of your creative outlet. Like it's, it's really like the perfect way for you to express yourself. Cause I mean, I, I feel like for me, I've never been like the funny person, you know, I, I'll, That's I'll be there so and I'll like say, <laughs> you're hilarious. I guess it, it, it ties into like the being quiet and shy thing too. But like, you know, I'll, I don't know. I, I, I was never the, the funny person, you know, like the, going to labels. That wasn't me. Um, and I feel like with YouTube, I've been able to kind of develop myself of my, my sense of humor a little bit more and like be funny and have that reflect. Cause I don't know, like when I'm kind of like in, in most social situations and like, like, unless if I'm very comfortable around the people, I'll be a little bit nervous maybe or shy. And, you know, with, with YouTube, I'm able to say the things and, you know, express myself in a way to where I'm not nervous, like whatever I'm saying. And like, my funny jokes, whatever, like they can come out, um, with people judging you they're I, I've become more comfortable in who I am, I think from YouTube. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm like being me, you know, the, the vlogs are me. Like that's, that's me. Like sit down videos. I feel like I do put on a little bit more of a show. Like it's still me, but it's exaggerated a little bit. Um, but with the vlogs, I'll just be like, hey, I'm at Target. And I'll like zoom in awkwardly, like look at the sign, it's Target. Yes. And like, that's literally like my sense of humor. And that's who I am. Like, there's not really a show. Like, I'll, I'll sometimes sit there and think like, what do I want to talk about in this vlog? Is there anything important to talk about? Anything like funny that's come up lately? But, you know, for the most part, that's just like me being my, you know, self-declared awkward self. And people love it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm shocked that the vlogs, the vlogs are the best on the channel. Like those are the best videos. And for most other channels I've seen, unless if they're a vlog channel, they'll, they'll post reviews and it's like doing great, like great for them, but then they'll post a, a vlog and it's like, you know, you, you can tell it just didn't do that great. I don't know. It's, it's nice kind of filling in that gap in the community, but it's also nice knowing like people actually, they like accept me, you know, they're not judging me or maybe they are. And they're just like, you know, I'm sure there's like a small subset that are like, that was interesting. You know, there's always like haters out there, but it's just really nice knowing that I can be exactly who I am. And people are like, yeah, that was so cool. Like Ross will, you know, say something weird as always. Like that's kind of his role in the vlogs and people are super into it. And he's just like, I don't get it. And I'm like, I don't get it either. Like, we're just being weirdos in the car driving around and people love it. It's like, this is crazy. 
Because we feel um, like so, you're our friends and that yeah, we would just that's be what I with, want you to feel like. Yeah, like we're in the car with you and we're just like yeah. bricks. I'm so glad you said that because that's literally my goal. Like we're <laughs> just doing all the things together. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I was going through some of your Q&As and I – was laughing hysterically i'm pretty sure it was one of the q a's um it's you start the video and ross is just face down on your living room floor <laughs> yeah like, i don't remember like, what video that was you're like ross you're like what are you doing and he just face down on your living room carpet and then you're like you want to go to bricks and minifigs or do you want to go lego shopping or something he's like sure and then you're like, you're, you're in the car next take. It, and I was just, it was so funny. Just like stupid, but like hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. I'm crying laughing. <laughs> just thinking about it. And I feel like it's it's just real, you know? And like, I mean, it's, it's fun to be weird and have people accept that, you know? Because I feel like, you know, oftentimes, you know, you, you think of like, the big YouTubers and they're like the really cool kids. You know, I feel like they just, they were probably the cool kid in high school, maybe not, but like they, I don't know, but it's, it's just really nice being able to be weird and like do normal things that we do yeah. and have people be like, yeah, you know, that's what we do too. Like, that's so relatable. It's like, wow. And like, I do want you to feel like you're in the car with us. Like, I want you to feel like, you know, you're, you're right there. Like we're experiencing it together. Like I, I, I know I've noticed some people vlog where they're kind of like you're just kind of watching like it's like a tv show like you're just watching whatever happened but I want you to feel like you're actually there like I'm talking to you directly you know and I'm glad that comes across hopefully yeah. um it it's like it, it just makes it I don't know like a little escape you know also like so many people are home all day like from covid and the pandemic so just being able to feel like you're escaping and going Lego shopping with us. Like, yes. I, I love that. Yes. You do a very good job at it. So it does feel like that. All right. Do you want to talk about anything else with what you know to be true? Um, I guess just going to the judging thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know if this is weird, but like I've started wearing Crocs often. Like I Not love weird. my Crocs. I, I have two pairs now and like, I don't, I, I feel like I dress so weird in public now, but I'm like, you know, these clothes make me happy. Like it's really bright and fun. And like, I don't know. I used to be like, Oh, I need to like dress cool in public. And now I'm like, you know, whatever. I have like my little Lego minifigure. Yeah. Your little it? blue. Like, yeah. Guy, right? I wear my yeah. little purse. I'm like, I don't even care. Like I look like no, you a little shouldn't. kid. You, it's fine. You don't look like a little kid. <laughs> You look like you and you should wear what you want. Like that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to it. So I'm glad that you did that. Yes. Yeah. Good. No I've judgment. done a lot more of like what makes me just happy instead of thinking of what other people are thinking. Cause Crocs are weird. Like even Ross hates them. I'm like, do you like my Crocs? And he's like, he just doesn't answer. Cause he doesn't want to like make me sad. <laughs> but I, I love Crocs. That's all I wanted to say about that is like, it's really nice. just like kind of being more comfortable with who you are. Cause I've always been maybe not that way. So yeah. I've, I feel like I've like found myself recently. Good. And cool. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I feel, yeah. I feel good. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. Um, okay. Let's see. Um, does Ladybird get to sleep in bed with you? Ladybird used to 
like sleep on the edge of the bed or even on the floor. But I think because it's colder, she wants to sleep like I'm over here. Ross is over there. She wants to sleep like right between us. But the weird thing is like she puts her head on the pillow and she sleeps like a person. And we're like, that's fine. But you know, her, her legs all stick out weird. So it's, it's like not comfy, <laughs> but then she wants to be under the blanket too. Yeah. And so she like literally looks like a person, like she's, her head's on the, on the pillow. She's like tucked into the blanket. And so whichever side her back is on, like, we'll I'll snuggle her or Ross will snuggle her. And the other one just kind of gets kicked yeah. by her at night, <laughs> but it's, it's fine. Oh, she's so <laughs> cute. I'm glad that I listen to like most of your videos with headphones on because my dogs. Yeah. You know, I was going to do a trigger warning, but then I was like, it's kind of funny. I don't know. Like I I like those comments where it's like, he made my dog go crazy. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. It's a real thing for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, Oh, we, okay. So you lived in Germany. Why'd you live there? Yeah. So I, I, I always wanted to study abroad. Like even when I was applying to colleges, I applied to literally only, um, music, um, conservatories. Is that, I think that's the right word. It's been forever since I've been in music, like Juilliard, like I applied to Juilliard, like whatever city school of music, like everywhere. And so I flew around the country trying to find a good music program. And I liked where I went to school because it wasn't a music school. It was like a normal, you know, college, you know, where normal people go, not just music people. And so it had options because I, I was always kind of like in the back of my head. I was like, I don't know if I want to do music forever, but if I do want to change, I can do whatever else here. And so I don't know, like I took German. I only took one semester of German before going to Germany. My German professor was like, good luck but I figured it out. Um, and so I went over there. It was like, they didn't really have an exchange program and they did. Well, they did, but it was for, if you were actually doing a German major or minor and for my degree, for some reason, like I actually, in the end of college, I did actually have all the credits for a German minor, but they, you weren't allowed to have one. I don't know. It was, it was weird, Mm -hmm. but I went over there to do like research and the professor I worked for um, in college had a colleague over in Germany doing the same exact thing. And so I was able to basically just go over there and somehow like my school paid for like my housing, like they, I was able to get it all reimbursed my ticket. I think I paid for food, but to be fair, I went out to eat like twice a day, maybe three times. (laughs) And I ate a lot of schnitzel. So I can see, I can see why they wouldn't reimburse all of that but <laughs> I mean it, it was still like a bargain and rent over there was so cheap I think it was like 350 versus like I think rent in Austin was like 900 wow at the time so I found like you know a sublease person and I like somehow made money being there it was it worked out really well <laughs> where in Germany were you oh um in Heidelberg okay I it's have a- been there oh did you like it yeah so um I dated our German exchange student in high school and um I dated him like the entire year and um so the next summer I spent five weeks in Germany and he um 
he lived in Mannheim and yeah. we went to, we travel. I mean, I was there for five weeks, so we went all over the place. Um, but I went to Heidelberg, went to the castle and, um, oh, that's so cool. I know. So I was just like, Oh, I get to talk to her about Germany a little bit. Um, I'll never forget. Oh, I'm probably hacking the word, but Lagenbrogen. It's the like pretzel bread. Yeah. Um, I loved that stuff. And I loved that at any given time that there would just be like a platter of meat and cheese and bread like in front of me. I was just like, Gosh. Oh, anyway, I love Germany. Yeah. I remember there was like in a Lidl supermarket there. Um, it was like Aldi, very similar. Um, they had like a bread machine where you push the button on the pretzel and it like came down this slide. It was so good. And I remember that's where I discovered that like there's actually good butter out there because my family always got like the cheap butter. Mm-hmm. But now I get like the carry gold. Like I'm very particular about my butter. It has to be good because yeah. I like just doing like breads with butter, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just I just ate warm pretzel with butter. Yes. Yeah. Often. And I was so happy with that. Yes. So good. Um, And then. You said, oh, I was watching one of your videos. You talked about, um, you went to Oslo in Norway. Oh, yeah. What'd you do there? Man, you, you've done your homework. Man, I think, I don't remember mentioning that too often. Um, yeah, so, what was it? I think it was winter 2019. So it, it was before, yeah, it was before 2020, the year before COVID. Um, yeah, we, my family actually hosted exchange students all through high school. Um, and so I think they hosted like 16 total. Wow. Uh, sometimes it was two at a time and it was awesome. The Germans were our favorite. So like just, it just happened that way. We were like, oh, we just kind of click best. But um, yeah, it was a really good time because I'm an only child. So they were like, I, I wanted to go study abroad in Spain in high school. And they were like, that's my baby. No. <laughs> so then they brought people here. Gotcha. Um I still wish I had done it in high school, but I don't know. I'm glad I got to do it in college, mm. um, at least in Germany. But um, yeah, one of the sweetest girls, she lived in Norway, in Oslo. So we went to go visit her one Christmas. It was so cool. I don't know any Norwegian, but it was kind of interesting. Like on their TV the whole time was either chess tournaments or ski Mm. And I was like, I guess they re- like they really knew about their chess players. Like they were very into that, which I thought was kind of different. <laughs> I don't know any chess players, so interesting. Um, I yeah. actually went to Oslo. Maybe I was in, is it might have been in 2019 as well. Oh, oh, maybe we so. met. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like another American. No, um. <laughs> We went on a Baltic cruise, and so Oslo was one of the. Actually, we yeah we went. We ended up being in Oslo for like two days. Anyway, um, I loved it there, um, and I got to see the famous painting, the Scream, in the museum there. So I was like really oh. excited to see that. Um, but yeah, I just love all those Norwegian countries and their way of living, and um, yeah, I it's like so it. cool. Yeah. It's it's just so different over there. Um like, you know, cuz me and Ross got married mid 2020. Like it was literally just like under a tree. Like we we essentially eloped. Mm-hmm. Cuz I don't know, we were like we want to get married, but 
when's COVID going to be over? So we just kind of went, went ahead with it. So we never had a honeymoon. And that's really what I want to do is like go over to Germany, show them Heidelberg, you know, show them my favorite restaurant and all that stuff. Hopefully it's still there. I'll be really sad if it's mm-hmm. not. Um, show them the university, stuff like that. But really just, I don't know. I feel like he would like it. And he's also like part German. Like his, I think his grandparents came here. I don't, I don't know exactly, but he, he definitely has German heritage. Mm. So it'd be kind of cool for him to see that too. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's beautiful over there. I really want to go it. back. Okay. So you like space, outer space, correct? I think space is cool. Yeah. I, like I'm, I'm not like a space nerd, but okay. Yeah. Space is cool. Sure. Do you, <laughs> space <laughs> is something that like, if I start talking about it too much, I get like all weirded out. Do you get like that? Like space just freaks me out. Like what is space? You know, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. So somehow two of my friends are like huge, like space influencers, which I didn't even know was a thing, but one of them is like in the Forbes top 30 of like women entrepreneurs. Wow. And I'm like, dang, you go girl. Oh my gosh. And the other one's like a huge space TikToker, Instagrammer. Um, and like, I don't know much about it, but I, I love seeing their passion, you know, and it kind of freaks me out. Cause it's like, what is like, I, I don't, I wouldn't say it scares me, I guess, but it's just like, I don't think I can comprehend it. Like I can't comprehend like what a hundred million miles is or what dark matter is. Like, I have no idea what that even means or like all these weird theories. I'm just like, I, I'm good. I feel like I should read one of those books, like space for dummies. It's like, Oh, so that's what that means. Okay. Cause yeah, well, I only just, if you'd want to so know, much. like maybe, <laughs> maybe you're just like, meh, whatever. I'm just like, is there yeah, a door I, somewhere? Where's what is on the other side? Right? What is space? Where's the door? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's so weird. Yeah. It is weird. Um, sorry. I'm like fast firing some questions at you. Um, oh, yeah. do you believe in God? I'm not sure. You know, my, my mom's very religious and my dad, I'm honestly not sure where he stands right now, but like when I was young, he was kind of the one that was like, but there's dinosaurs explain that. So I don't really know. Like we don't, we don't follow organized religion. Um, and it's, it's not really a big part of our lives, honestly. Do you like believe in a universal force? Like, do you believe in like something that's god but not religious like are you spiritual non-religious i really don't think about it i don't like really i guess not but it, it, it's just i just don't really think about it it's just like i'm just kind of here and when i die i'll die or something else will happen but so what do you think happens I, when we die or you just don't i don't think know about I, I mean what well, i just think you die <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like I don't know. I, I, I think with, I don't know about spirits or like, I, I just really don't think about it. Um, but like, I feel like I would want to be cremated just cause I don't, it just kind of makes me feel weird. You know, the thought of like my hopefully old at that point body, just kind of being eaten by maggots or something. I don't know. That's like, yeah, just kind of freaks me out being buried. And I'm like, that's, I don't know. I'd rather just, sprinkled 
Well, I know it's illegal to do it at Disney, but like maybe they can do it at Disney. I, know, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I know. They just need to have like a section for people. Yeah, to right. Bring it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, people would pay so much for that. Like that's another attraction almost for them. It's kind of morbid, but they could right. charge. Well, if people are going to do it anyway, then they should just have a section for it. Yeah, they should. Yeah, right. That's a good idea. Um, so I know that you grew up around Disney, um, which is awesome. I love Disney. I'm. It is a very special place to me, um, and I cry every time I go there. Um, very nostalgic. But so let's talk about Disney for a minute. What's your um, What's your favorite ride, new or old? Oh gosh, um, Haunted Mansion is always a good time. It always changes. Like whenever I go, it really just depends on the line. Cause there was never like, I don't know. I've never had favorites. Like I, I just don't have a favorite anything. Mm. Um, and so like also being there and growing up around it, each Disney trip is just kind of like, well, where's the line shortest? We'll just go there. You know, it, it's like 30 minutes away. You can, you can just go and walk around and go home and you still had a good time. Yeah. So I don't know. There's never like one ride where I'm like, I need to go on that. But I remember really liking Snow White. It's also been like 10 years since I've been. I went sometime in early 2020 before we knew about anything happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so perfect timing. It was like right before the craziness set in. Um, but yeah, it's been forever since I've been before that. And I was really just focused on like the Star Wars stuff, which was very new. Mm-hmm. But that was very cool. The whole Galaxy's Edge yeah um area that was neat but yeah snow white was cool uh red thunder mountain space mountain those are just classics they're getting rid of splash mountain oh aren't they like redoing it because it's definitely a little outdated yeah but that's like yeah. an origin that's like one of the originals right there i believe so i hope they just change up the story inside yeah like, I think make it yeah because it's it, you know, it's a classic. Everyone loves it. Yes. Yes. Um, Agreed. Gosh, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, it's it's hard because I feel like I've been on everything, at least as of like 10 years ago. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have favorites. I don't know. I yeah. just, they're you fun. Just, you just love being there. <laughs> yeah. I just want to yeah. be there. Yeah. So did you move to Austin because of school? Yeah. Yeah. And you and Ross met in Austin? Yeah, we met in Austin, but... It was weird because we both like we both worked at like a similar company, but it was different branches. So like he lived in San Antonio and I was in Austin and we met at a programming conference. So we were both in town from with like our company to learn more about programming, like learn, I guess, just like the up to date stuff. You know, it's just a conference. Um, But then it turned out, you know, we had a lot in common and we just clicked like it was it was bizarre. Like the first day we met, we were like, oh, this other person's really cool. Okay. And the next day it was like, okay, we're going to hang out after the conference. And yeah, then we were like official probably within two weeks, two or three weeks. Like it was very fast, but like, it didn't feel weird. Like we just clicked. It was, mm-hmm. that part was weird. It's just, it was weird how fast it happened. Sure. And well, that's how much great. It worked. <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of like love at first sight a bit. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. mm. I, I remember actually it is a funny story. I don't know if I've like mentioned this, but like when we were at the conference, 
he like we were both on like the dating apps at that time and we met you know in person first and then there was like a networking thing afterwards like a few hours after like for dinner and he was like hey are you gonna go I was like I don't know maybe but he's like if you go I'll go I was like okay cool let's go so he like we exchanged numbers he would pick me up later and on his way like back to the bus to like go home like my profile showed up on like some one of the apps and he was like okay so like we're both single cool and I I remember trying to like find him on the like I would just swipe 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 to try to find him just so I could like reject him on the app just I don't know just for fun I love it it. (laughs) but yeah it was it was just I don't know it worked Mm. Um, this is so much fun. So much fun. Thank you for being here. Um, I hope this isn't the last time we get to chat. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, this has been great and I really enjoyed talking to you. So um, thanks again for taking time out because I know you have a ton of stuff going on. Um, can you just give people a little information on how they can find you? Yeah. So my name is Emily, but on YouTube, I am Emmasaurus, like a dinosaur. My name's Emily, but Emily Asaurus sounded weird. So I'm Emmasaurus. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm at it's Emmasaurus. It's dot Emmasaurus. So yeah, come check me out if you like Lego or you just want to watch vlogs. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff going on. Yes. Watch a real human. Just be human and, and love her life. And and she has also has a wonderful husband and the cutest dog ever. So <laughs> I highly suggest checking her out. Um so thank you so much. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll see you around. I mean, yeah, I'll no, see you. Great. You won't really see me. You'll see Yeah, me. I'll, I'll see you in chat. You'll see me typing. <laughs> comment. But, um, yeah, perfect. All right. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everyone, once again, for tuning in to another episode of They're Just Humans. And for all the continued support. I really do appreciate it. Have a great week, everyone. Be well. <laughs>